1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shot YouTube channel and podcast, where we are back for yet another live match reaction. I am your host this afternoon, Chris, joined by the ever present Scott and Roger, all the way from snowy Canada. Roger, still snowing.
2: No, mate, spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. It's very, it's very nice out. So we, should, we might even get up to 21 degrees later on this week so it's
0: starting he
1: sprung, and we Rabbit, have a spring in our backwards. step mate. yes <laughs> <laughs> so Roger I'm going to give you the pleasure this week mate <sighs> say those magic words well, wouldn't you now get, get in come on that's, get that's in. five five get in a in row in. now Scott get and in. Newcastle United the, they made
3: difficult work of it it's an ugly <laughs> win but yep. they're all count. They do. I mean that that first half is probably one of the worst first halves of football we've seen all season from us. Um, I don't know if it was fatigue. I don't know if it was just Bournemouth, uh, sorry Brentford, being the better side um, and just catching us off guard. Given you know we've had a quick turnaround of games, but they have as well. So I don't think that was an excuse. Um, yeah, it was. It was horrible, uh, to be honest, that first <laughs> half, and it was it was one of those things where I thought, do I just turn this off and and just enjoy me Saturday? But uh, no, you, you never go home early as we used to say in the ground, and you never turn off early.
1: Exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, there's quite a few talking points to go through on this one, but I just want to get your opinion first of all, Roger. That, like like Scott's just mentioned, back to back games in, in quick succession. Uh, that, that's three now, where they've just been a couple of days apart, really. Um, were you shot with with any of the changes which Eddie Howe made this afternoon?
2: Um, no, I thought I thought he might shuffle the pack for one mm. of a to use a cliche. Um, yeah, I did. I did. I wasn't sure whether Wilson would be up for you know two games in such short succession, and because we played, we did play. You know, we played a quite high press. I know we we, we utilized this really really well against West Ham, but I think the way that we play. You know, players do get fatigued, and the moment we start getting players drop out like Maxi, the bench maybe doesn't look as as good. So mm. we need to try and keep on top of this rotation as we kind of get to the, you know, the final nine, ten games now of the season. So, yeah, we, I wasn't surprised to see a couple of so a uh, couple of, couple of changes.
1: Yeah, so so one of the changes, Scott being Maxi, uh, Maxi's injured. Um, it's a bit of a shame for Maxi that he's hitting some decent run of form at the minute. It's a bit of a shame yeah. that he's obviously picked up that injury and he's missing this. But just to, to move away from Maxi slightly, I think once again, one of our player, in-form players is missing out with that team and we're still going to pick up three points, which is crucial when you look at the overall performance.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, if this was you know, last season, well, beginning of last season, Two year ago, you know, you have Max out the side. You have Wilson on the bench. You're expecting three, four 0 like defeat straight away. Um, it was, you know, the the changes were probably what you would expect. I think we spoke about this a little bit on the uh, the match preview. Um, you know, Joel Linton can obviously just slot into that that left hand side quite nicely. Um, and then it was really, I think, it's a flip of a coin for Isak or Wilson who starts. I'd imagine. Isaac probably was the fitter of the two in terms of readiness for the game. And I think Eddie Howe's playing Callum Wilson very cleverly in terms of, you know, he, he is prone to injury. He hasn't mm. been on the ball, um, you know, up until these last, you know, three, four games. He's been a bit off the pace. So I think, it, you know, well, obviously it was the right decision to make. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe Linton just, he just comes back in and, you know, it's like there's no difference really. You you lose a little bit of you know, kind of that taking man on, but he's such a powerhouse. You, you've mm. got the same, uh, the same kind of player really in terms of output. It's not a weakness. Is what I think is what I'm trying to get at there. It just it's, it's like a skill wise, like for like.
1: Yeah, um, uh, let's just dive in and, and talk uh, about some of these talking points. Um, so, Redford have the ball in the back net, first of all. Roger, it's rightfully ruled offside for VAR. For so we'll not focus too much on that one. But you could see that that Brentford were, were well up for this game from the off. And I think we all expected this to, to, to be the case. Um, was it a case straight away of Brentford just basically pushing us on the back foot rather than Newcastle having a bad day at the office? Because I've seen that the opinion split, really.
2: Um. I think they did what West Ham were hoping to do in that in the game, the previous game. Where, but uh, Brentford are playing with a lot more confidence, and I think they just came out with because they do have players that can hear You've got a lot of pace. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, that that number nine who played up front for them, I didn't really know who he was, but like he was. I think the teams have tried to target the pace on the on our left hand side with with Burn and and Test Botman a bit because nobody's yeah. really he had a bit of a wobble today, but nobody's really sort of like got around him and really made a fool out of him. And I think they, they really targeted that. And I think, you know, mm. you got a fair play to Thomas Franken to the, to the Brentford team because like they were they were really good first off. And they, they, they kind of almost hit upon a blueprint as to how to play against us, you know, that intensity, but it's whether you can maintain it. But as well as frank did i think in his the first half i think anyhow obviously kind of trumped him in the second you know so mm. yeah fair play to, to brentford i think like Botman being exposed and giving away the penalty was i mean that was that was great. that was like a tackle i would do like in an over 40 <laughs> it was like, it's, oh,
3: was uh, i think
1: he he went in like an absolute tank an absolute steam engine he just when flying into that one. And yeah, I, I think the commentary on the stream which which I was watching there today said that everything was right about the challenge. He goes flying in, he times it perfectly, apart from he yeah. swipes at the ball and misses it completely. Um and I think it's Fabian Sher that gets absolutely rinsed, first of yeah. all. Um, which obviously Brentford get into the box and, and obviously there's no arguments whatsoever. VR don't even have to have a look at that. It's a penalty. All day long. Yeah. Which obviously moves on to the, the penalty itself. And so, Ivan Tony had the ball in the back of the net, was disallowed. He steps up to take the penalty scott. Was that one of the worst penalties you've ever seen? Yeah. In regards to a shot yeah. on target.
3: For for a for a strike, you know, when you see them they're trying to they try and dink it and you know fool the keeper, and the keeper just catches it. Obviously, they they're probably the worst penalties you'll ever see. But that was considering he had a run-up, he hit the ball as he probably intended, but it was almost like you're just like, OK, well, I don't want to score today. I've had one choked off. I'll just pass it to Nick Pope. and I, I kind of understand why you would do it. Because um, you'd, you'd probably put your house on Ivan Tony scoring a penalty. I don't think he's missed one this season.
1: Um, I think he had scored the previous 32 yeah. penalties.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, if, if you're going to miss one, you're going to miss one in true style, right? And you can't yeah. really complain that, you know, that, that's, if that's the one you're going to miss. At least you get that out of the way with because, as we all know, what happened afterwards. Uh, yeah. He, he soon got his phone back.
1: He did. He did. It's, do you know what it is? All credit Nick Pope uh, for, yeah. obviously, just guessing the right way, basically. Not sure if he'd done his homework or if it was just PR look and guesswork, which a lot of the time it is. With uh, saving penalties, and he, he dives to the right, right side, and do you know what it is? He doesn't even have to dive; he just falls to that left-hand side and collects yeah. that straight away. It's not even much effort put into it. Um, so basically, get got given a lifeline at that yeah. point, but not so long later, <laughs> we're back in the same position. Um, Brentford get another penalty, Roger, and yeah. I've, I've just spoken about that being a pretty poor penalty take by Ivan Tony. It's a pretty poor decision by the, the officials, in my opinion, to award that penalty.
2: Uh, I don't know. Like, I think when you... It's one of those ones, like, I'm sure with uh, football fans across the country will have these discussions where if it's given for you, you'll take it every day. But if it's given against you, then, you know. But I can see why he's given it. and You know, it's... It's a bit like the um was it the Tottenham one against Everton where sort of Keane wasn't aware about where the Tottenham player was and neither was Isak and he swings at it and it it's it's a penalty, you know. I mean we we had the was it the Burnley one last season? Yeah, we well, had I was, one just uh, last week. Just last yeah, Isak yeah. gets like karate kicked in the face and it doesn't get given. So I think yeah, I think Nine times out of ten, I would say that's that's given a penalty. Especially when went it went to VAR though, didn't it? Yeah. It went, it went to, VAR. to VAR
1: for about five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Roger. Yeah.
2: That's I the issue. Soon as, it, as soon as it goes to Var, like they're I think they're always gonna give it. They're always gonna give it. But it's yeah, I think it's pot look whether the referee in those instances, whether he gives it or not in the as the players going, and then formally you would have got away with it, but obviously now with VAR you're unlikely to get away mm. with those big ones. Unless, Did you unless think, you're Brighton against Tottenham the day, which was
1: shocking. <laughs> oh, my God. Scott, do you think it's more the consistency thing which we're annoyed about here? Because, once yes. again, VR is supposed to be used for clear and obvious, which has been mentioned numerous times yep. in the comments there as we're recording this. And for the, the VR officials to take three, four minutes to even get the referee to the monitor prove straight away that it's not clear and obvious the referee had a good view of it whilst it was yep. happening in play right in front of him it was he made the decision that it wasn't a penalty straight away until obviously VAR step in like I said there is it more of an issue that, that we're annoyed now because we see these sort of challenges against our players and get absolutely nothing from it
3: it's it's more annoying that VAR takes so long um in my eyes they should maybe look at, you know, having a time limit or something for VR to, to make the decision and then if they can it within you know, Oh, I like that. I like that idea. Like, like the like countdown screen. Yeah, yeah. You can look at yes. something for as long as you want and at the end of the day you can come out with a different opinion. Yeah. If you look at it in real time and you look at it, you know, not slowed down or anything like that, then it just it, it's it comes across like they're just looking for an excuse to yeah. get involved. Um, and I don't know if that's because you know Mike Dean's controlling it, and he, you know, he wants VAR to be more involved in the game, or what. But you just feel it. Howard web, the the web these days. Howard Webb these days. Howard Webb, sorry. Howard Webb. um You just feel that they're doing it just because they're not on the pitch to make the decisions, and they want to get involved. Um I'm still all for like I think it was Shearer. I mean Shearer. I'll probably say it again the night or match of the day if he's if he's on it. That. You know, it's got to be independent. I don't think it's got to be ex referees. It's got to be a mix of ex footballers and that. But I think we've s- spent a lot of time bias, talking it? about VAR. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't think it was a penalty because Isak had his back turned, and he, he's turned and swung at the ball, and the player is just same player who did Bottman, To be fair, ran into ran into his foot. But you know, if it was given as a penalty, you accept it, and I don't think VR even get involved if it's given as a penalty. Um mm. Mm. So it's one of those where you know it can go either way, but they've got to give more trust in the referee's initial decision because three, four years ago we didn't have VAR and you had to rely on the referee's it initial it decision. He did have quite
2: a good angle. did have quite a good angle as well, didn't he? If, if I remember, there was an angle from behind the goal where the referee was like, "He's right there, in line with it, wasn't he?" So and
1: it's it's a great shout, Scott.
2: It's if you flip it round, if
1: the referee had to give it a penalty, then. Would VAR spent as much time looking at that, trying to overrule that decision? And I don't think they would have.
3: No. Yeah. I don't think they would have they even had to look at it. I, I wouldn't have even went to them to check. I'd, unless they check everything. Maybe they, they do, do check or, everything. Would, they yeah. literally just went, yeah, okay, right, that's, we agree. Um, yeah, they
1: check everything. There's a couple of times during my stream, uh, during the commentary, the, the commentator, I'm not sure who it was, but the commentator kept on saying, just let you know, VAR's already looked at this. They've mm-hmm. already made a decision. And that happened in seconds of something happening
3: i d I'd also like to see maybe the T V um put a little banner at the bottom when VR is checking something. So that we, cause we have to wait for the commentators to tell but or for the screen to change. If they just put a little if everything in the picture is VR checking and it just comes up at the bottom as a little banner or something. Mm. Just so like you're watching at home, you're not like guessing and obviously in the crowd in the, in the in the in the ground, if you've got a screen, put it on the screen that they're checking something. But uh yeah, I think clear and obvious is the word of the day for that one. Uh this yeah, it's not. It's not like it does I,
1: I, I think. to you know what it is, I think you have to to look at it and think. Half time, Brentford deserved that, Roger. Oh, yeah, they, they really 100%. did because because we were piss There's nothing hiding from
2: that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, we weren't. Yeah, we weren't great. I mean, obviously we're going to come on the second half, which was night and day. But yeah, it was a really un. I'm I'm going to say they probably took us by surprise. That, you know, technically, that completely out us in that first half. And when a team puts it on us straight away after that, you know, our outputs in games are so high that sometimes you, you need. And I think we did well to get to the. I mean, we, we could have been three down, you know, like we got really. We did really well just to keep it at one, get to half time, and then Mad Dog probably just let rip on them. I, I don't imagine anyhow had any involvement whatsoever. I think we we'll, we'll probably just. Th- but maybe he's poked Mad Dog a few times. Just sent him in with the players and let him let him. Let well, rip, you know? I'm not too sure, Roger, because just last week against West Ham, see, Eddie Howe yeah. was
1: going mental yeah. at them, and were two 0 up at that point. So I, I think Eddie Howe might have gave them a, a good bollocking because. But yeah, yeah. The, do you know what it is? I'm, I'm I'm saying we're pissed man. We were to a certain degree. We were, aware. but then it's quite. It, it's understandable the amount of of effort we put into that West Ham game because the lads were absolutely crippled after that game, yeah. Joelinton especially um, but obviously we come out second half and we take the game by the scruff of the neck at that point, it's it's our game and it's in our hands and obviously we get the equaliser and Scott, it's 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 another one where it's a different goal for Newcastle United, you know? we keep on doing this it's, yeah. it's it's every single time we score, it seems to be something completely different. And it's it's Joe Linton, Well, I know it's gone down as a, an own goal now. Um, of course it has, because I had the Brentford keeper in my fantasy <laughs> Premier League. Um, so it's gone down as an own goal. But it once again, it just shows you the, the work rate that the lads are putting in and yeah. the effort that lads are putting in. Joe Linton's found himself there and he takes it really well.
3: Yeah, he does. I mean... You know, who would have thought after today we would have said Joel Linton were with three goals in the space of two games. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. But yeah, it was a very well-worked uh, goal. I think what changed in the second half was although Joel Linton was up the field for this goal, we moved Joel Linton back into the middle with Bruno. Yeah, it's two changes. We, we just got a hold of the midfield. Bruno was able to play Bruno's game. He was getting the ball, he was, you know, having a look, playing passes, spraying it all over the place. And Joel Linton was being that, that bulldozer that we know that he is when it comes to defending in in in, the, in that central of midfield. Um, but yeah, it's a shame that it goes as an own goal. Um, because I think Joe, even Joe Linton, would want that as his because he did so well. Um, it's almost like the players are scared to go in on him, they just mm. keep backing off, and then he's like, Well, I'm gonna hit it then. And he he does very well to get as close as he does to the keeper and then just you know unloads on it when it, it takes a deflection and goes in. I think I probably would have went in anyway. Um, You know, we've just been a bit further out of the goal. Maybe it's off the Ooh, I disagree post. with you, Scott. I Do you disagree. Think it's going away? Yeah, nah, it's that's not I going haven't on seen it back that. again. To be fair, I'm too yeah, busy if, messaging in our group when the goal's going. <laughs> if you look, yeah,
0: the
2: body shape of all the Brentford players. There was like three of them. They all anticipated that the ball was
1: coming out over. Going out okay. over, our
3: eye. so.
2: But so
1: just yeah. Hit
3: the keeper's leg and go in. It? Yeah,
1: hit his right his right boot. I think the inside of his yeah. boot then just goes in. I, I, I All that members should right. have been an
3: own goal. Don't listen to me. I don't know what
2: I'm. Yeah, doing. they definitely definitely <laughs> went down as an own goal. Hundred yeah. um, percent. This is what good teams do. Like yeah. you know, we had a 20, 25 minute spell in that second half where we just won the game, and then yeah, yeah
1: just so so moving on, on to the second goal, Roger. Um, we'll we'll quickly go through these ones. Moving on to the second goal. He's honestly, we'll keep on talking about this kid. We'll keep on talking about you, Zach. And the build-up here, once again, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But for him just to nestle that into the top corner, mate, He's we've got a player in him, haven't we?
2: He's absolutely ridiculous. Like, he's... Yeah, I mean, he's, he was a slow burn, obviously, with the injuries and stuff like that. But, like, every time you see him... like, And he's got, like, that... He's like a, a, he's like a fusion of, like... I know, obviously, his idol was Thierry Henry, but you've got like a bit of Tino in there, a bit of
1: it's a bit, um, but arrogance in isn't it?
2: there, like that. You know, he looks a bit languid and a bit, and then the way he can just manipulate the ball in very for for a tall leggy lad to be able to just manipulate the ball the way he does sometimes in very close quarters is like absolutely incredible. And then he's. I mean, the finish was just beautiful. I mean, I was shocked that Wilson actually laid the ball off. But, you know, I I don't think he had any choice about it. But, like, and that is one of my favourite type of goals, you know, like where a striker just sweeps it into the top corner. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was right in the top corner. And it was nice to see him and Wilson play together. I think that was, you know, there was a couple of times where Isaac um, tried to play him in and the ball was just a little bit long. But it's good to know that those two players... Even in that short spell together, I had a bit of a relationship going. So, yeah, it bodes It buds well. And obviously, Wilson. I know we'll probably talk about the disallowed goal, but for him to, you know, also get on the score sheet or get the ball in the back of the net in that partnership, despite the fact that it was ruled out, like, you know, I think it just bodes well that the two of them play like. And he is. Mm. As somebody says there, Craig Lee, ice cold Alex. Absolutely, he's ridiculous. He is.
1: Honestly, <laughs> it runs. It runs through his veins. Absolute icy as out man. Um, so we'll move on to, to the next goal, the the next disallowed goal of the game. So, so far in the game, we've got two disallowed goals and two penalties. Um, Scott, so Callum Wilson gets a ball in the back of the net, okay? Yeah, then the lads are always celebrating. Then, once again, we have VRs looking at this one. When they start showing the replays through the, 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 the telefeed and through VR. What's your thoughts at that point? Are you still adamant that it's it's a goal, or has your opinion changed slightly? That's handball.
3: So um, it, it hits him like on the almost like the elbow and the lower top part of his arm, doesn't it? It's like
1: think, where your sleeve line is, really.
3: Yeah, and and I think there's a common misconception that the the law is where the sleeve ends on the player, when mm. it's actually where your shoulder ends and like your bicep starts and that's where that line gets drawn uh, from you know the FA's rules if you will on on handball so for me I saw it and if it's anywhere else in the pitch I don't think it gets given as a handball but because he gets into a goal scoring opportunity because of it I think that's why they've given it Um, obviously I'm fuming when I'm watching it because obviously I'm thinking well no it's a goal against us so we should be 3-1 up Um, but in hindsight, and looking at it back, and then before we we'll come on, I quickly checked where the where the handball rule is. It is, uh, like I say, it's end of your shoulder and beginning of your bicep. If we we'll flip that round, though, that Scott, if yeah.
1: we we'll flip it round and that ball hits the defender there while his arms are by his side, do we get a penalty? Because I don't think we do.
2: No, we don't.
1: No,
3: no we don't. Um, yeah, I suppose if we look at that way, because Wilson's arms are by his side. Uh, or Can't go anywhere else. Um He can't cut his arm off, I suppose. So, yeah, it's it's, a, it's probably another one of those where it isn't a clear and obvious error. But I think the referee, I don't know if the referee gives it and then they all get involved. I can't remember how that how it worked out or if the referee got the claims from the players because the players hounded the referee, if I remember rightly. And uh obviously he went against his own judgment. But um, I suppose so, so, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter because we did come away winners. Exactly. But had they equalised... It don't tell Callum
2: Wilson that though Scott. <laughs> I
3: know. <laughs> he's got he's got 10 goals a season, he'll be fine.
2: <laughs> what what's your thoughts
1: on it Roger because if, uh, if I just quickly jump in. It's it's
2: that, for me uh, it's penalty. yeah it's, it's <laughs> disallowed all day for me like because it, the, I think it was not an incident. I think it, it came as a result of something from like I want to say like a Liverpool game a few seasons ago where it led to a where the handball led to a goal so that's the difference between you would never get a penalty for it because he's he's from a defensive point of view you can't put your arms anywhere else but just because of the change in the rules when it's an attacking situation and it leads directly to a goal they're always going to bring it back so as soon as i saw that it hit, i think it like hit kind of up here i was like aye that's they'll disallow that straight away because that's just the rule. So,
1: see, for, for me, I, I'm, I'm, the other side. I'm looking at that, and I, might be a bit biased here. Yeah, being a Newcastle fan, but I'm looking at that and thinking, where else is he supposed to put his arm? Like, like, oh what, no, what I, don't,
2: I don't, like, I can't, you, I can't dispute that with you. But the rule is, it, it hits his arm, it leads to a goal, it's it's disallowed. Like that's the rule. So I just
1: think if the ball is on target, right? So if a striker hits the ball and it's on target. And a defender's arms are by his side and it hits him in the same place, you don't get a penalty for that. So so why oh, is know. it different for yeah. a striker? Ridiculous.
0: Yeah,
2: but but because it because of the rules, that's just the rules. And I don't make the rules. I'm sorry, Craig. Lee. I don't make the rules. I'm them. just <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stickler for the rules. But I, yeah, I think. Yeah. It hit it hit, like Scott's saying, it hit, it hit the area below. Where the bicep is, or where the where the bicep is, and therefore they give a penalty. I'd be, be
1: interested to hear what it. everybody else thinks that that's watching this because I, I nobody's be going to agree split. with me. I'm
2: going to get some hate now. Like oh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, mate.
1: <laughs> um, but but like like Scott mentioned, then yes, it didn't affect the game because we did go on obviously to to get all three points. But if it had have ended two two or whatever it may have been. Then I think we will be looking at this in a different way because, yeah. yes, you, you let it slide slightly because you still get the three points, but that that could have been really damaging. That, like for me, and I think it's just once again consistency. I think you'll see that get given in some games, and obviously, like we're seeing today, you'll see obviously it's the don't even get the referee to go and check the monitor at that point, no. they make the decision for the ref. Yeah. And is it once again? Are we down to clear and obvious to me?
3: No. And, it, I mean, it, it nearly did result in a, you know, we nearly did go 2-2 uh, with that save. Great save, at I the end with, uh From Ivan Tony's, It was a header, wasn't it, that he, he flicked on. Um, yeah, like I say, if Nick Pope does make that save, then we're looking at another letter from the FA in a few weeks' time when and uh, apologise for the, the, the bad decision made. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a hard one because, like Roger says, it's the rules, but on the other side, if it goes against you on the other side, you'll take it all day. Like if that was Brentford scoring from that handball and it gets ruled out, you're like, well, yeah, well that's the rule. I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you kind of you kind of it both ways. But then I suppose I've got my uh...
1: tin hat on. Honestly, I've got my <laughs> tin foil hat on. Yeah, right. And I think it, if Brentford had have scored that to equalize the game and take it a two two, the officials would have gave it hundred percent. It was
3: it was starting to feel a bit conspiracy time by the end of that first half with. With everything going against us and everything going for Brentford in terms of decisions, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the tin file in the kitchen drawer for now. I um,
1: think. just a couple of, of more mentions. <laughs> I wanted to, to see Roger. Were you nervous at any point for Sven Botman because he kept on making these absolute mental challenges? Uh,
2: it was funny because he went obviously, he had the you know, I've talked about the car crash in the first half. Um, but actually like he kind of recovered quite well and then he went from being like Maldini to like me. Like in like within the game a few times. Like there was once where their 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 forward was going down our left hand side and he did a really cute little tackle. You know, I read the ball, did a cute little tackle and took the ball out. his, his distribution was a little bit better, but then five minutes later he's like hoofing it into Rose's head, which you never see him do, ever. You yeah. know, so maybe he was a little bit rattled. You know, I, we, I suppose we've got to remember, like, he is still a young player. You know, he's, it's his first season in the Premier League. He's he's had all the plaudits all season. He's been absolutely immense. Um, so he's going to have these, you know, all players get rattled in, in some way, shape or form. If you, Even like, you know, Vidic and... Ferdinand at the pump, like they had games where, like, oh, they have a little wobble in the human. You know they're fallible. So, yeah, he was, yeah, <laughs> he was a bit like he wasn't. I, honestly, he, I, he celebrated thought, a lot with Isaac when the when Isak scored that goal. That was very. I, thought, for me. I thought
1: you had a decent game after obviously that initial mm-hmm. challenge to, to give the yeah. penalty away. You uh, didn't go hiding once at all. You were still making these yeah. challenges, which were borderline. Some of them because even though there was a couple of them that you dove in for, and I thought, oh, should you be doing that when you're on a your yellow card? Yeah. Um but Scott, you didn't go hiding whatsoever.
3: No, and, and I, I think second half he improved tenfold to be fair. He, he he handled I can't remember the guy's name, that number nine. I want to say it's not share, but it sounds like share, or it's spelled a lot like share. but anyway. Yeah. Um he handled him quite well. I think it was only once where he maybe's got the better of him. But yeah, I I was like you, Chris. Hart was in the mouth a little bit when he was putting those challenges. I'm just thinking, you're on a yellow, just just don't <laughs> do it. Um uncanny. But you know, I think, like you've said, he is—he is only young. He's still learning the game. He's still learning the Premier League as well. Yeah. Um, and he's only going to get better. You know, mm-hmm. we've said this about a few of our players over the weeks, but he—he's he, not going to get any worse than than what he is, and that—you know—he's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I know. So that was like a, back- a hell back, of a I mean, Scott. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's going to get—he's going to get better. So you know, we're going to—we've got a hell of a defender on my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got a hell of a striker on my hands in Isak, and we've got a, a hell of a midfielder on my hands in, in Bruno. So it's uh it's a nice spine of the team to have for the next four or five years, hopefully. Um just it's watching just, them mature and watching them play for us.
1: It's just like I know I mentioned a couple of times that that's five on the bounce now, but I said the Man United victory was probably season defining at that point. Because obviously, from that, I thought, right, people are going to take notice now that Newcastle aren't disappearing this season because a lot of people thought we would just start drifting. Yep. Then we're going better, West Ham 5 1. Then we'll come against Brentford. And I would say Brentford's probably been the toughest task, I would say, out of you looking at all three of them. Because, man, new St. James's Park, always going to look at Newcastle yep. there. West Ham, obviously, a bit ropey throughout the season, but Brentford have been doing really well. Unbelievably well. Now I was quite nervous about this game, Roger. But once again, it's it's another it's another hurdle putting Newcastle's way that would jump over.
2: Yeah, I mean you've seen kind of, but you've seen the now in the three games, the three sides of of the team. You know, the Man United performance was disciplined, very um, you know, we took the game to them. Were very brave. Um, The West Ham game was kind of like. We just snuffed them out straight away, and then we kind of just played with them. And then this, we had to. These these other games at the business end of the season that we we would generally lose or we would generally falter. And like, I think today was like an excellent recovery, brilliant second half. Like Joe Linton was just, I think he was like six out of seven in the first half, and he was like a nine at nine out of ten in the second. He was absolutely everywhere. It's great, yeah. He was absolutely immense, and like. It just shows like I think we are still probably in that old mindset of Newcastle and like a lot of a lot of us are gonna have to like reconfigure how we think about this team because we just don't seem to make those let those games slip that like we used to. And it's a bit of a shock when they do. You know, when we do lose a couple of games or we do have some bad results, we're like, "Oh, has feels a bit..."
1: Um, Roger, I'm quite happy getting shocked every single week. May like I'll I'll happily <laughs> stay in this frame of mind and just expect the worst and get pleasantly surprised. Come full time, I'll take yeah. that for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I, so you know, I think now on to Villa, we've got a whole week preparation, that tough task. I think I've. I think I said on the pre- uh, a pre- a previous thing. I thought the Villa game would be the hardest game out of the three that we had away. But I hope the Villa game's not as hard as this one because I think they've, they're on a really good run. To be fair mm. to Villa, um, so you know, I think if we come out with seven points from these three games, I think it's been a very, very, you know, regardless of what other teams are doing because they're going to drop points. Tottenham are going to drop points. Like. I think if we come out with seven, seven points from these three games, I think we've had an absolute blinder mm. going into that Tottenham game, a Raj St James's Park, and like, yeah. that's the game that you know where we could sew it up. This, you know, the Champions League. I think really do.
1: Mm. No, I'm with you. I think if you just look at those last three games, I think most people would have probably taken six points minimum out of three games. We've took all nine, and honestly, it's. It's absolutely mind blowing. It's breathtaking. Every time I look at that Premier League table, we're, we're dropped out of top three. Man, you leapfrog with slightly, just yeah. for a, just for a little bit. But once again, we'll go and take that spot back uh, after that. Obviously, that that win against Brentford. Um, anything else that you two would like to add before we we'll, we'll call it there?
2: Well, a few a few comments about Anthony Gordon being substituted, and maybe yeah. he was. I, I, I didn't. I saw him go off, but I didn't really. Maybe it's the footage yeah. I was watching.
1: So uh, the, apparently the comments I, the I didn't team. say Roger either because I, 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 I must have missed that bit but apparently there was a bit of a a, discussion, a heated discussion between Eddie Howe and, and Anthony Gordon uh, when Gordon was, was taken off later on Do um, you know what it is? I don't mind stuff like yeah, that Yeah, me neither that, to, to me, that, that shows that player wants to, to prove themselves once minutes on the field that, That's fine I, I, I'm guessing that'll be the end of it now and it was Eddie all smiles in the change
2: rooms afterwards. Exactly.
1: It Anyhow, it's it good to see. Reason?
3: Um, good to see Matt Ritchie after, at the end of the game as well, with his arm around Gordon, just being like, you know, uh, he's he's either sitting him, just calm down, you know. The, down. We did this for a reason, or oh, he's going get in there. <laughs> That's what I want to see from you. There's no irony there, is it? I don't Jesus. know what it'll be. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, no, I thought, I did think those last two substitutes. Uh, I think it was LaCell's, and um. Elliot Anderson, who came on yeah, for Isak and Gordon, obviously he brought in an extra defender because I think at that point Brentford had six attackers on the field because mm. they had made a lot of substitutions. So yeah. I'm not sure Gordon really quite figured what was going on, but from a from an outsider looking at it, you're like, well, yeah, I can see why yeah. he's bringing on an extra centre back, and I think you know we're protecting Isak for you know maybe the next game or whatever's going to happen there. So um, yeah, it was. It's it's a weird one because it's a fan you love to say, but then you also think, is that going to disrupt anything in the dressing room? Because that you know, can that break this harmony that we've got going on? But I, I think it's like, fine. I, like, Scott. It's water yeah, fine. It's yeah, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I, I think it's forgotten about already. I don't think anyone yeah. really will will care about it in that dressing room because, uh, like I said, we've got the three points, and that's of the all, day, that all that matters. That matters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, thanks everybody. Uh, those that are watching live, if you do, just want to, to like the video for us as well, means a lot. If you're listening back on audio, give a review. Give a five star review helps us out massively. And um, subscribe to the channel it costs you absolutely nothing to do that. And if you do want to give an extra bit back it's 2.99 a month to become a member you get early access to plenty of videos you get access to the telegram group which is basically a whatsapp group for everybody who is a member already and i'm guessing it's absolutely buzzing in there at the minute just like it has been all season um so thanks very much i shall see us all on the next time i'll be back monday night with the podcast, lads. Um, and Scott will be back doing everything else on the channel. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> ta-ra Bye, everyone. Get
0: in. Sports Social Podcast Network.